1: What is going on Colts Nation and welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys Cody and Derek back guys for another episode and we are continuing our look at at this Indianapolis Colts team. Last episode, we asked the question, how good will the Colts offense be in 2022? We discussed all the things from Matt Ryan to Jonathan Taylor to you know the, the additions the Colts had in this offseason. So if you guys haven't checked out that video yet, be sure to go do so. But now, guys, we got to flip it over to the other side, to the defensive side for the Colts. And on paper, Derek, especially during the free agency period, The Colts added a ton, and they've had a lot of turnover and a lot of additions in their defense this year. You know, most obviously we got to start with the defensive coordinator, the Colts switched defensive coordinators, going from Matt Eberflus, who is now the head coach of the Chicago Bears, to Gus Bradley, who was formerly with the Raiders last year. And, of course, they added a lot of other players as well, which we'll get into. But I think a lot of Colts fans are wondering, man, this Colts defense... They had their moments last year where they looked really good, and they also had their moments where they didn't look very good. So with a new defensive coordinator in Gus Bradley, with a similar but not quite the same system as Matt Eberflus, how good is this Colts defense going to be?
2: I mean, it really is going to come down to a lot of different things. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts to this defense over this entire offseason. I mean, from the coaching staff, all the way down to the players and the draft picks that you've acquired. I mean, there are so many new pieces here. It really does make you wonder like what all this is gonna do. Do you think that it's going to shoot this team through the roof? Or do you think that it might have a, a somewhat polar opposite effect where all these new pieces trying to mold together sometimes can, you know, set your team back a little bit? You know, sometimes some things get uh you know, they go through the gears a little bit and all these new pieces trying to mix together. Sometimes it doesn't always work, but I mean, you really need to, uh, break it down and, you know, we can talk a little bit about, you know, some of the stats from last year and kind of break it down as to what we think might actually get better. But, I think the general consensus from all all Colts fans and including us is that, you know, with everything that this Colts team has done, hiring new coaches, hiring new assistants and getting all of these, basically these veteran players who have done something in this league. They think that all this combined is what's going to now set this defense apart from, you know, in in a multitude of different ways, rather than, What the Colts have been known for over the last three seasons with Matt and that was turnovers, right? Turnovers was the main thing. Now you're hoping with what this defense is able to do, now you think you can maybe fine-tune a couple of different things in your defense that might make you a little bit harder to play against.
1: Yeah, and I think we all kind of were feeling like it was time for a change on the defensive side of the ball. It was time for some new voices, you know, in that defensive room. And, you know, with just getting a new system, getting a new defensive coordinator who, you know, obviously turnovers, like you talked about, they're important. And I think you're not going to have those things go away. But I think there are some things, and we'll talk about the stats here, but I think there are some things that you look at from this Colts team. And you're like, there are things we feel like we can get better at, you know, even from a philosophy standpoint. You know, things that are just going to help you, you know, for example, not blow as many leads as you did last year, be able to get more pressure on the quarterback, be able to do some of those things that have been kind of the, honestly, the weaknesses of the Matty Bruce system a little bit um, with his time with Indianapolis. So let's kind of get into the stats here, Derek. Uh, What stood out to you about this Colts defense from a season ago, whether it was good and whether it was bad? We'll start with the positives first.
2: Well, I mean, you have to go first things first. And it has to go with the turnovers. I mean, that's the one thing. That's the Colts' bread and butter. You know, you have players like Darius Leonard, who is a uh, a turnover machine. I mean, this guy just lives and breeds making opposing players fumble or interceptions off of quarterbacks. I mean, this guy does it everything. And, you know, I mean, last season, the turnover margin per game I mean the Colts were number 1 when it came to that and uh were number 2 in takeaways per game. And I mean that's the one thing the Colts take care of the football and they also do a very good job of taking away the football. So you when you have that turnover margin, I mean that's something that you know a lot of teams down the stretch uh look at is do you take care of the football and do you take away the football. So that's a good thing that they're able to do um opponent interception uh thrown percentage number 4 in that regard on 3% of passes the over 3% of passes the Colts were intercepting a pass last season. Uh you had multiple guys last year that were uh that accumulated more than 3 interceptions. So, you know, it, it's something like that and you know with this new style of uh with this new style of defense in Gus Bradley, you're now expecting this defense to be even more aggressive. So, with that amount of turnovers that you force, both through fumbles and interceptions, does that now, with this new, more aggressive style of defense, does that allow you to create even more turnovers on top of what you're doing? Of course, it has its disadvantages. Sometimes offenses can take advantage of what you're doing and maybe can uh, execute on some bigger plays, but... Do you think that your defense turning the ball over a few more times throughout the stretch of the season is going to be worth that? Obviously, this team does a very good job tackling. uh, Has predominantly been a a top defense over the last several years of stopping the run. Uh, We can talk about that here later on. That is actually something that I think is actually going to uh, decrease this next year. I think that uh, the Colts rush defense is actually going to get worse this next season versus what it has been over the last few years. But when you look at this Colts defense, anyone that anyone that has a brain stem, when they look at the Colts defense, you know that you're coming against a team that knows how to force turnovers.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you know, to that kind of looking at what the Colts in terms of that department talking about DBs, what they lost last year, what they've lost from a season ago to what they're gaining this year. I think you got to start with the guy who missed, you know, the majority of the season and Julian Blackman, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't understate that Julian Blackman um, was huge for the Colts, his rookie season, right with in terms of the turnovers that he forced, I mean, three, four games in 2020 that he sealed the deal on at free safety. Um, And just other games that, you know, he was really a key contributor to that secondary. You had Corey Willis, who you lost as well uh, last year, but, you know, he was banged up last year. Um, So you get him back, you get Julian Blackman back. You add Stephon Gilmore, who, you know, a little bit older, but, you know, is still a really, really good cornerback. You add a guy like Brandon Face on, you add a safety like Nick Cross, you add a guy like Rodney McLeod. It definitely seems like, Derek, especially at the safety position, even though you did lose Kari Willis a couple weeks ago, it seems like the depth on this team and just the all-around talent in this secondary from a season ago um, at the safety position and and even the corner position to some degree, it seems like there's a, a pretty big improvement on paper.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, and that's why I think you know some of these stats from what you're seeing from the passing percentages and from the passing yardage each game on average, I think is, as you get towards the end of the season, you're going to see that number stay kind of down a little more, because the Colts now have not only quality depth, but depth that you feel is going to be able to step in in a moment's notice and not... basically see a huge drop off in what you've normally seen. And I think going back to the uh, argument of thinking that the rush defense will actually be worse, I and you can disagree with me on it if you want. I'll let you say whether or not you think that's true or not. I just think ultimately the Colts and Chris Ballard have kind of understood a little bit that... You know, you need to be able to slow down opposing passing offenses. You can't go into this, into just the NFL in general and only dominate by stopping the run. I mean, the, some other defenses do it really, really well. I mean, when you look at Tampa Bay, I mean, what do they give up? Like 50 yards a game when it comes to averages, of course. When you think of Tampa Bay, you're not running on that. You're not running on that defense. Of course you're not. But at the end of the day, some teams have been able to pick apart the Tampa Bay secondary at times. And that's how sometimes they lose games. And, you know, I think the Colts kind of figured they were in somewhat of a similar situation. Excuse me. Uh, And then going into this offseason, you've seen the moves they made. They've added Yannick Ngakwe, a a really good pass rusher. You brought in a Stephon Gilmore, lockdown corner. Rodney McLeod, a guy that can play in the secondary. And they've been drafting and and signing these free safeties. And then uh, you've been bringing in some of these other players on the defensive line. I think the Colts are starting to shift themselves into being more of a premier pass protect defense rather than associating the run. They're still going to put emphasis on it. You have guys like DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart in the middle. You have some big boys up there in the middle that you feel confident can stop the run. But with the Colts now putting more of an emphasis on stopping the pass, I think that's going to lead to a few more yards per game, the Colts giving up on that on that rush.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. That's very interesting because you really didn't lose anybody of note that was, you know, a a key contributor in terms of, you know, stopping the run. And I honestly felt like even last year, the Colts run defense take took a little bit of a step back, you know, in certain ways. And so uh, I could see that happening. And I'm personally, I'm all for it. If that means that you're getting after the quarterback and you're, you're able to do those things better than you were able to do a season ago, because at the end of the day, What would you rather have, Derek, a quarterback or a running back run for over 100 yards on you or have a quarterback throw for over 400 yards on you? You take the running back every time. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how the NFL has shifted in that way. And the Colts seem like, yeah, they're kind of transitioning to that more style of defense a little bit more. Not to say that the run defense will be poor or anything, but I think that's kind of what you get when you do that. and You put a lot of your emphasis on there. So I would agree with you. I don't know if it's going to take a massive step back or anything, but I could see it where teams get a little bit more because the Colts are more focused on getting after the quarterback and doing all those things. And let's be honest, a guy like Yannick Gakwe. While he is a stud pass rusher, he's not really great against the run, right? He's really not. So, I mean, and you saw that even similar to like Robert Mathis, for example. Like, he was obviously a premier pass rusher, but, you know, where With did the Colts struggle for a while? Yeah,
2: when you're undersized like that, I mean, you just you yeah. lose the advantage. Again, it's not that the Colts went away from it. It's just the fact that, and it's not even that we lost people. It's just who you acquired is now specialized to try and perform a specific job. And that job, lock down receivers and get after the quarterback. That's what you you pick these guys up in free agency to do. So that's the important part here. Not saying that we're gonna be a 10 times worse on stopping the run, it's just ultimately you know putting more emphasis on stopping the passer because we've seen it multiple times. The Colts have, you know, played Derrick Henry and the Titans several times, and anytime Derrick Henry gets over a hundred yards rushing against us. Do you and I ever really get concerned about Derrick Henry running for 100-something yards? No. We don't really care if he rushes for 120 yards as long as we're stopping Tannehill in this passing offense, which had A.J. Brown on it from before. Then you're able to say, okay, if we're able to keep Henry from, breaking the, from consistently getting six, seven yards of carry, then we have a shot at stopping this team because we're able to keep them one-dimensional.
1: Yeah, and there were so many reasons why Tannehill did tear up the Colts defense last year, and it was because the Colts could not get consistent pressure on him, right? They just couldn't. They could not do anything when it mattered, and and Tannehill tore him up for him, you know. And credit to him, he did. Um, But yeah, now that you think the focus is more shifted towards getting after the quarterback, you're not as concerned um, and and you feel better now because, you know, that's been something that that it's as good as the Colts defense has been, you know, in terms of stopping the run, they've been equally as bad at stopping the pass consistently and getting after the quarterback consistently. So that shift in focus, I think is, it has to be, it has to happen, honestly, um, because that's just today's NFL, you know, that's just how it is.
2: And with, the fact that your leading sack leader last season was DeForest Buckner with only seven sacks. That's, that is something that had to happen is, you know, DeForest Buckner with seven sacks. And then your second leading uh, sack leader was Quiddy pay with four, what? right? So there was the emphasis on making it easier for these defense alignment to be able to get more sacks. Cause I mean, Let's face it, that's becoming the new trend too, is building up that defensive line. And if you don't have a stud defensive line, I mean, you're just, you're going to get stumped. And we saw it last season several times. And that's why you get better corners in the backfield because you feel that, you know, with the added pressure of mixing up a new scheme with these new athletes and these new great players, that now it's also going to put, a tiny little bit of pressure on the quarterback to be a little bit more decisive and that allows for your defensive line to be able to make more of those great plays.
1: Let me ask you this question, because we didn't touch on this player, uh, but with, with the Colts acquired Yannick Ngakwe, they did trade away Rocky Sen, who was honestly your best corner last year when you look at it from all things considered. Even though Isaiah Rogers and Kenny Moore both were excellent you know, last year and a lot majority of the season, Rakia Sen was your best corner. And so you trade away that guy, you get a guy that you think, on paper, his upside, sure, yeah, it's it's higher than Rocky Sen, but he's also older, he has more of an injury history of a recent, how much of a concern is it for you for the Colts losing a player like Rockiusen who was really starting to come into his own as a corner?
2: Well, it's always a it's always a uh, slight concern when you know you're trading away somebody that was in the system and somebody that understood what it was like to be a Colt and knew these guys knew the locker room, knew how to play on the football field and was ascending, right? And it's all, even more uh nerve wracking when you're not only getting a player that is, you know, getting uh, just off of an injury, but a guy that's, you know, past his prime, you know, he's Stefan Gilmore is not in his prime years. Right. And, you know, with regard to the Yannick Ngakwe thing, everyone I think agrees was the right trade for making that happen because you had to get that stud defensive end. You had to, there was just no alternative about it. But ultimately, you know, Ballard got really uh, smart and went with Stephon Gilmore as well. But you're right. it, It always is a question mark because, you know, Rock could have been this next season, could have went off for four, five interceptions. We would have never known. We won't know because that's no longer a thing anymore. And it was a guy that was continuing to climb steadily. And not at the same rate that Isaiah Rodgers is, his peak is going at a much higher rate. But I think that was what made it easier for uh, for Chris Ballard is knowing what we saw from Isaiah Rodgers in 2021 due to Isaiah Rodgers doing what he did. Made you feel more comfortable knowing you had one guy that you can throw all your chips in for your secondary coaches to focus on this guy to focus on his development because you knew his ceiling was higher than Rock scenes. So, instead of holding on to Rock, holding on to two developmental players, keep your one and go and get that solidified you know as a lockdown corner at least when he is healthy and is out there and ready to go. So, I mean, again, there goes risk with all of it, but at the end of the day, I think it was I think it was the smart decision for him.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, at the end of the day, you haven't had a, you know, you say all you want about, hey, you know, you had all these nice corners. You know, I thought corner was a big strength for your team last year. But at the end of the day, you take the stud pass rusher over a guy who had one nice season. I would take that 10 out of 10 times. And I think Chris Ballard and the Colts were wise to do so, you know, and and the fact that you only gave up a player, you didn't give up any draft capital as well, I think was huge uh, for your defense. Now, let me ask you this question going back to the DBs real fast. Uh, Nick Cross, could he potentially be that starting strong safety in week number one? And if he is, what do you think his ceiling realistically is in 2022?
2: Uh, I definitely think he has a good shot at it. Uh, I Do I think he actually will be? Really, it all depends on Rodney McLeod and how he looks uh, for the offseason. Me personally, I think it is the smart decision to have a Nick Cross start and have Rodney McLeod on the bench because what you have is is Rodney McLeod is the veteran. He's older. You want to be able to keep Rodney McLeod for very important uh, notices because you never know with these injuries, right? So it's so important to have Rodney McLeod coming off the bench in times when you might think that, you know, there's a situation where, oh, man, we got so much safety uh, hurt people right now. And to have Rodney McLeod coming up feels like a sense of a sigh of relief for you. And I think that's so important when going down the stretch, when Nick Cross, who, you know, later down the line, you know, maybe he's getting better, but he's his body maybe is starting to wear down a little bit because we all know NFL game is completely different than the college game. You can play in college a full season, and sometimes not feel the effects of what's going on. But with the NFL, it is a lot more of a rigorous process. So Nick Cross, towards the end of the year, might have a Julian Blackman issue where he says, I'm feeling beat. I'm feeling tired. I don't know how to feel feel about this. I'm just not there where I thought I should be. And then having a guy like Rodney McLeod to take some of those snaps later on down the road, I think, is the more important pivotal value. Now, I think that the Colts may end up going The similar route of what they're doing with Matt Pryor right now at left tackle, just because he's the veteran. You think that he's going to be the best player available at that time. But I think it is the smart decision, not only for your franchise, but for Nick and his confidence to get him out there early and to have him working with Julian Blackman on the other side. I think it is so important to be able to utilize him in that way. Let him learn because. The quicker you let this kid learn, the quicker you're going to learn what his uh, weaknesses and what his strengths are. And I think it's so important because Corey Willis had that same uh, thing go for him. And it, it worked out pretty decently for him. So I think that ultimately Nick Cross should be the starter because I think in a multitude of different ways, it helps this defense down the stretch.
1: I, I personally just think let them duke it out in training camp and whoever the best player is, let him play. I, I get what you're saying, though, about Nick Cross, because the Colts have had, you know, in recent memory, some good track history of some young safeties, some rookies coming in and playing pivotal roles for their team really early. So I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. I think if, you know, that's best case scenario for me, like I would love to see Nick Cross out there week number one and getting the starting reps and kind of seeing, but you know what, what if he does struggle down the stretch? You have a vet in Rodney McLeod that you feel like he could step in and maybe, you know, if Nick Cross is lacking some confidence, he can just take a step back, you know, if he needs to. I I could see that being potentially something, but I think you got to see what you got in him. So I definitely want to see him get a significant amount of snaps you know, early. Um, I think that's going to be critical for him. But at the end of the day, I, I think the Colts, Gus Bradley, everybody, the fans, we want the best player out there to help the Colts win. That's what matters, right? So whether it's Nick Cross, whether it's Rodney McLeod, I'm good with either because we all know Nick Cross is the future at, at strong safety. It's fairly evident. Rodney McLeod, 30-plus years old. He's not the future at safety for the Colts. But you know, in the immediate... I'm good with whoever the best player is. And they, they determine that in training camp and preseason and such. If it's Nick cross, I'll be ecstatic. If it's Rodney McLeod, I'll be okay though. I'll be okay too, because he's a solid safety. And I think he'll be a nice compliment to Blackman as well. So, uh, but I get what you're saying as well, because what if Blackman gets injured again? You know, you need another safety. Can Nick cross play free safety? I don't know. It would be interesting to see. I think he probably could, but you'd rather have a guy that has played in the NFL, you know, more than Rodney McLeod. So, yeah, I'm good with whatever, but it's going to be an interesting battle for sure. A strong safety, a battle we honestly didn't think was going to happen. We thought Corey Willis was going to be the guy. So opened up another training camp battle, so it's going to be fun. But guys, I think that'll do it for our look on the Colts' defense. So we think, honestly, to answer the question, we I think we can both say we feel like the Colts' passing defense is going to be better where it matters, right? Because they've invested heavily in the defensive back room and also the defensive end room specifically uh, to get better in those departments. They have some young players that are coming up, you know, Dio Adangbo, Quidi Pay. They have a returning guy in Taekwon Lewis. We didn't even mention who's coming off that major injury, who was a key factor on this team last year. The defensive line has a ton of depth. Their defensive backs have a ton of depth. So I think all in all, we would probably say run defense maybe takes a slight hit down, but Hey, if that means the pass defense significantly makes a huge jump here, I think we'd both agree that we would take that 100%. All right, guys, let us know your thoughts here on this Colts defense. Do you agree with us? Do you feel like the defense is going to take a step forward in the, in the parts that matter? I'm getting after the quarterback doing th- those things. Uh, or do you disagree? You know, what? Let us know in the comments below. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts.